found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It's a Thursday, the sixth day of January, and the topic of discussion today, cold enough for you? <laughs> That's how you start things off today. Yes. Great topic starter is always the weather. I made a warning yesterday, you know, just be aware that that's all people are going to talk about. Yeah. Well, it sure is cold out, ain't it? It probably wouldn't be so bad if it weren't that wind. Could be worse, could be burying snow right now, I guess. <laughs> but it opens the door to conversation. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's 12. <laughs> and I don't know why I sound like Larry the Cable Guy when I do it. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> 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 I really don't know what that's all about. <laughs> Feels like it's three below. Yeah, it does. In Logansport. Uh, I'm a little weary today. Why? Well, I decided I'd go up to see Uncle Art in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Oh, did you? And, uh, you know, so I was up kind of late. Uh, Long drive. We had a couple of Drury's, and uh, I Drury's. came back. Oh, oh yeah. there's winning Powerball there's, tickets out there. Oh, yeah. From where? There are two. One in California, one in Wisconsin. Wow. <laughs> it ended up at $632.6 million. Okay. The uh, top prize <clears throat> was that cash value, more than $448 mil. Here are the numbers. 25, 6, 14, 33. 46, Powerball number 17, multiplier is 2. But uh, you're not a big winner, at least here in Indiana, because those tickets always sold somewhere else, it seems. Yep. And always in California. Always California. There's a lot of people in California. Well, there's a lot. They shouldn't get to play. (laughs) Shouldn't California have their own lottery, you know? They don't don't deserve the Powerball. They don't don't deserve to get to play. Oh, my gosh. They've got plenty of opportunity in California. (laughs) (laughs) That was... (laughs) They just need to start weeding out some of these states. You're getting an old man territory, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you never hear about a state in the Midwest winning, do you? So he's one of them rich Californians. <laughs> uh, ain't the government taking care of him out there? There you go. Now, let's see if you fit in this category. It says the average American okay. worries about finances six times a day. A day? A day. A day. I don't, you know, I certainly don't have much. But that's not my focus of, you know, oh, geez. I don't have much, but I know I love you. All of a sudden, it hits you at any given, oh, geez, I'm about broke. (laughs) Okay. I didn't plan for retirement. Oh, geez. (laughs) 2,000 adults were surveyed to see how people feel about their finances. They find millennials are more focused on their finances than any other generation. Hmm. They also worry about money the most, up to seven times a day. 
while they're in mom's attic. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Millennials are growing up. They're well, getting they're older. Still they're not at mom's house well, all the time. Overall, respondents agreed. Millennials, 30%. Gen Z, 22%. Are better at managing their finances than their Gen X, 14%. And baby boomers, 18% counterparts. You know, I know a kid, and I call him a kid because he's like 20, okay. 24. That's a kid. You know, he's 24. Yeah. Works for UPS. Yeah. And has... Bought his first house. Yeah. Like, lives completely independently. Yeah. I mean, he's saving money and he's being responsible with it. And he, he will occasionally go splurge on something. But he's he's begun to realize the importance of, like, you know, maybe I shouldn't do that all the time like I used to. And he's doing great. He's but, doing great. But he's not a millennial. See, now, do you know any 40 he may, he may be okay. He may be a little bit older than okay. that. Okay, all right. I may I may retract that somewhat. He may be I think he may be the young end of millennials. Okay. But he's a millennial. And again, you know, how do they think that they're better at managing finances than baby boomers? How do they how do they think that? I mean, you know, we still like the good old fashioned checkbook. Okay. <laughs> we can keep track of our funds. Sure. When's the last time you balanced your checkbook? I do it virtually every day. Oh, do you really? You know, I'm really into it. Do you? Here's the thing, okay? <laughs> so many people don't even get their receipt anymore. Yeah. You know, I want my receipt so I can write it down in my book and take it out. Right. I, I still do that. Right. Isn't that normal? But it's like nobody takes them. I mean, if you... And they don't. a lot of places don't even offer it to you. They just assume you don't want your receipt. Yeah. And like I'm talking like the gas station, oh. mostly. I don't know about other places. I don't go there. Ninety nine percent of the places I go, they offer. You know, would you like your receipt? Okay. No, no. I always. Say so no. you don't. I always say no. Don't you like having physical evidence of what you're up to? My wife keeps track of all that. And well, she, for heaven's sake! And it's all done online. Like it's all <laughs> online. So what's the point of getting it? I don't know. Keeps you mentally sharp. Use your skills from school, okay? That was one of the the courses years ago in elementary. I'm sure it was elementary. We went through making checks. Sure. You know, they were preparing us. Right. Now these kids can't even write a check because they can't save the name. They don't need to. Come on. I mean, how's it going to look? Everybody spells out, you know, know, they don't even cursive. Bobby, hot apple. <laughs> my kids, my kids can write their well, cursive. They're thirteen. They're being taught, are they? Fifteen. Somebody told me they don't even learn it anymore. Yeah, they do. Because it's all right here, my friend. It's all right here. He's trying to type on a keyboard and not mess up his. <laughs> I don't know. I just like to have paper. Right. And I've got stuff all over. My wallet's thick with yes, it. Yes, it is. You know? Might not be money in there, but I got plenty of receipts. Right. I don't carry cash a lot anymore. Not yeah. a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, you can easily use your card. But I still like to have cash. I have cash. Yeah. Pull out your uh, 
That's now, is that one of those wallets from TV? <laughs> no. <laughs> is that because they they show the TV thing and it's like it's supposed to be a wallet, but it's I don't know. Basically, I don't, I don't know what they show on TV. The shell of a thing that yeah, uh, it's know, like a. You open it up and you got your it? cards in there. Cards. You use a money clip for your your cash. It's a uh, band. Yeah, my cash. I like this. Okay, works for me. Let's say you're a hip, hip young fella. I like the old-fashioned leather. I'm a Gen Xer. And plenty of it. Plenty of leather. <laughs> you want leather and my, paper? Might add a chain to that. <laughs> <laughs> See, a lot of these kids, they, they just they can keep track of their money in five seconds. They can look and see exactly how much they have and know what they have. And What are they going to do if that breaks? If that suddenly is not available. You got to, yeah, that's why, you know, at least I know, hey, I've got this. Plus, I've got those gold bars in the basement. <laughs> I've got, got silver bars on my dresser at home. <laughs> that's an inside joke, sorry. We worked with a dude that was like, very, remember it was like super nonchalant about, hey, he had like, like he, he brought it up, he had silver bars. Like everybody had silver bars laying around the house. <laughs> Like, wait, what? <laughs> well, yeah, you don't? No, I don't have silver bars. No. Uh, Aren't you supposed to keep those in a safe deposit? Uh, you would or, think so, you know. but... So it's 632. I mean, okay, if, if that were to break, it would be a catastrophic... Well, yeah. You know, and you, failure. Yeah. And you're going to need survival funds. Okay. Because you won't be able to access anything. What about all your Bitcoin? <laughs> and now they're even advertising that on TV. Yeah. Where you can buy that for your retirement. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I want to invest in something. It's like, it's I have no idea. Super volatile. Like, I have a friend that he, um, he, his brother is into it. And his brother made, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on it. And so he's like, fine. So he got like a... <laughs> He got, I want to say he got 500 bucks okay. and got an app, threw it on there, and there was this rumor that Elon <laughs> Musk was going to say something about this one particular Bitcoin, and it was going to skyrocket. And so he was all ready. But instead of, like, praise it, Elon made fun of it. Oh, no. And he's like, that's how you lose 250 bucks overnight. <laughs> that's how you take 500 and turn it into 200. Well, at least he didn't have a fortune in there. Yeah, you know? yeah. And if, you know, if I'd ever do that, it. I think it's it's climbed back up a little bit, okay. but it's not. He hasn't made his money back yet. All right, so be careful, Bitcoiners. <laughs> it's six thirty-three. Let's uh, take a look at news with Karen. This is tidbits. It's a Thursday edition of Tidbits. This uh, indicates uh, back to millennials, one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> 78% have, uh, over the summer, said that they were interested in changing jobs. Yes. The Harvard Business Review found res- resignation rates increased the most for millennials in mid-level positions. A big reason, 
burnout. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so burnt out. <laughs> oh, you put in so much time. <laughs> oh, my, look at you. How do you even survive? <laughs> of course, if I had children, they'd be millennial age. That's true. And That's true. I probably would be doing this at the dinner table. If I, you know. I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs> like... Burnout. Job burnout. You want to know what burnout is? Put in my career. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Forty-some years in this business. Longer than you've been on this earth, mister. Mm. <laughs> and if you're going to be staying down in my basement. <laughs> and see, here's <laughs> here's the deal, though. And here's where things are going to change. Okay. because Because clearly... How you and I came up through the ranks yeah. <laughs> is flawed. Yeah. All right? No, what's, <laughs> to put it mildly, it's flawed. Okay? It just is. It's like, you know, it, it, it's, it's a flawed system of you get a job and then suddenly that job becomes who you are. And even when you're not at your job, it's still a part of you. And yeah. it's you take it with you wherever you go. And that's – there's – that's not healthy. Like, that's not... I mean, look at you. That's not... A, <laughs> look at both of us. Look at the mess you are. <laughs> You're sorry to look at. I'm, 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 looking, I, I, you know, I'm kidding with you, but it's like... Look at both of them. I mean, it's not, it's not the healthiest thing. It, it can't be. No. <laughs> it just can't be. And so they're finally figuring it out. Because what the story also says, accustomed to a rise and grind culture, which is what we've been accustomed to, some millennials have recalibrated their priorities due to the pandemic, trading prestigious jobs, startup perks, and even workplace passion for more flexibility and time off. See, that's the I, I think boomers as a whole, if you look at the stuff and before us, the great generation or whatever they were called. Yes. They didn't take all their vacation time. No. They were scared. You take your vacation time, somebody's going to take your they were place. Gonna, yeah, you come back and you yeah. don't have a job. Yeah. Yeah. They'd figure out this place can run without you. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of our philosophy. Right. Now I crave time off. Right. But, you know, what do I care? Throw me out of the system now. I'm. <laughs> look at me. Look at I'm a mess. <laughs> Look at Matt. Look Poor at guy. Us. Look at us. 46, gray hair all over the place. <laughs> Fat. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> what a stellar career we've had. But I'm just saying, I think I think they figured it out. That that's, you know, your job shouldn't become who you are. Your job shouldn't follow you home yeah. and into your personal life. And I guess that's not a bad bad deal, right. really. And and so I, I think, I truly believe, by the time my kids are legitimately in the workforce, it's going to be a four-day work week, and it, there, it'll be like a four-day, 30-hour work week. I really think that's going to happen. With benefits? With benefits, like no the whole nine yards. Wow. But our profession, I don't see that happening in this profession. You know, again, I'll be out of it, so what do I care? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How this place can pivot and still, I don't know. But. I don't either. You'd have to have a rotating man. 
Yeah, like a rotator. Right. Yeah. Or Friday is just be a best of. Yeah. Here's the best of. <laughs> and there's always a best of. Okay. <laughs> the best of. <laughs> Basically, that's any program you happen to record. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> this. Speaking of which, you can go check out the podcast of Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul on your favorite podcasting platform. Are the numbers still growing for the Christmas Eve program? Uh, let me see where we're at with that. Right. It was quite uh, quite encouraging. The Christmas Eve special. From Matt's house to you. We did. We set up my living room or my kitchen. It was great. Uh, yeah, it looks like we peaked out, but it's, um, it's by far and away our oh, most listened to episode in a very long time. Okay. So you can pick up uh, any of the programs. They're basically their their dates, or the date of the show, yeah. or the numbers, and you can catch the and best of us. By the way, <laughs> by the way, we're starting to do some things with dames, aren't we? Yeah, our our <laughs> our numbers for women have picked up because they, it had been around fourteen percent, twelve, fourteen percent. Now women make up nearly nineteen percent. Well, of the. Of the listening audience. I guess they know a good thing, you know, so. So our most, <laughs> our most, the most, our biggest chunk of the audience yeah. are people uh, between the ages of 18 and 22. 41% of our audience is that age on the podcast. And the next is 35 to 44. Okay. Which is funny. Those two groups, younger than us. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing of us. Is that truly, since, you know, we've been around each other, you would still think we have the mental capability of a 12-year-old. Pretty much. So. Pretty much. I mean, we just, uh, I don't know. And we've been uh, picked up in Germany, Canada, Guam, and France. Okay. <laughs> Bonjour. Now this, so I could take you to KFC on Monday and uh, give you a, a little something there on your plate. And I'll say, you like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Does that taste good? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to go with the uh, Beyond Meat plant-based chicken. <laughs> Do you really want that? Do you? The launch comes after years of testing. And uh, <laughs> Beyond Meat from KFC, they've created a meat substitute that mimicked the taste and texture of real chicken. Well, the company's first tested plant-based chicken at an Atlanta restaurant in 2019. They sold out their limited supply in less than five hours. KFC then tested the new item in Nashville, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Southern California two years ago. Beyond Fried Chicken can be ordered in a combo meal that includes a medium drink and fries or a la carte in six- or 12-piece portions. Prices, of course, will vary depending on location, but start at six ninety nine for the six-piece, mm. and it costs more for other options. It should be noted that Beyond Fried Chicken is cooked in the same fryer as their meat products, so the chain cannot guarantee there's no cross-contamination. So at least they're laying that out there. And again, if I want chicken... I'm going to have chicken, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to eat a plant chicken. Right. I don't get that. I mean, if you turn into a vegetarian, right? that means you really don't crave any meat. You shouldn't want any meat. So this actually, I, I watched a YouTube video on this whole movement 
Okay. Okay. And it has to do more with with like environmental impacts and you know okay. how these animals are raised yeah. in these giant farms and you know if you can if you can get the taste texture of what you're used to but not have everything else that goes with it yeah. then I don't I just that it's uh, better for the planet okay I at least that's the angle they were taking yeah. in this video because you know, I years ago I did a job. It was called pulling chickens, okay. Yes. And you went to this the big building where all the chickens are, mm-hmm. lined up in rows with cages mm-hmm. and pits of chicken manure. Sure, very stinky oh, facility. Bad, yeah. And you were basically removing these chickens from their cage, yeah. and placing them in another for transportation. Okay, okay. And I, I, it's terrible. It's you know you, when I think back, the, the the stress that those birds had to have gone through. Right, right. It, it just uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, paid. It was a paying gig. So, <laughs> I mean, how many people do you know wants to yank chickens out of a cage and throw them in another? Sure. In a smelly facility. Yeah. Yeah. So you millennials out there, you tell me you're sick of life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this information, evidently, um, a cat was donated to the Colorado thrift store along with an old recliner. The uh, Denver Animal Protection responded to the ARC thrift store in Denver when employees discovered there was a cat hiding inside a recliner. <laughs> wow. They were able to extract the feline from the chair, but employees found the animal microchip information was out of date. Luckily, the family that donated that chair discovered the cat was gone. They <laughs> went back to the store to see if the cat had stowed away in the, ch- in the chair, and it certainly had. There you go. The cat named Montequella <laughs> was not injured. <laughs> Was reunited with the family, so everything came out okay. Just uh, must be a place that the cat liked to kind of hang out. I guess so. Wow. So there you go. Some tidbits on this Thursday. Seem like this week's gone pretty well for you, or is it slow? I don't know, man. I feel like how to judge it. I feel like it should it should be like January. 39th. I mean, it's just. So you think it should be later in the month already? I really do. And we're only six days in. Yeah. We got here. We started this week. It was January 3rd. I'm like, it's got to be the 13th or 23rd or something. It can't be just the 3rd. That kind of mindset is going to drive you crazy. <clears throat> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'll see you tomorrow for the 40th day of the month. Yes. Okay. All right. See ya. See you later. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.